Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Femi Schott. Uh, he is the founder of the Asset Harvest Group, and he's an expert on retirement and retirement income strategies. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Femi. I thank you uh, for having me. I look forward. Let's just start with a little bit of your background and uh, why you founded the uh, Asset Harvest Group, and just give us a little bit of, of background you have to, to get you to where you are today. Well, uh, I started uh, in the financial services in ni- 1987, just right out of college. Um, worked with uh, uh, some large companies up in uh, in the New England area, and uh, worked as a financial advisor and um, for a long time, and in 2002, I decided to uh, start my own company uh, here in the Virginia area. I uh, still work with clients all over the country, but I moved to Virginia just to focus basically on uh, retirees and uh, to do my business strictly as a fee-only uh, fiduciary for my clients. That was the decision that I made uh, 10 years ago just to do that. I think it's uh, better for me and, for, and better for my clients. And so what services do you provide to your clients today? I provide comprehensive uh, financial planning, and but really specialized in on uh, retirement income, uh, which is uh, which is uh, which is a big deal. It seems to be the rage these days. But we've been focusing on that for for retirees uh, exclusively over the last uh, ten years now. So we're going to get into this in some detail during the show. But let's just start off with an overall view. What is the dilemma? that retirees are facing today as far as producing enough income for them to live comfortably? Uh, it's, uh, uh, I'm going to focus on it, it, the, what I, you know, the, the list is endless, but if I were to look at it and just try to focus on what the key issues are, is how do I get income in, a, in an environment when the Federal Reserve basically has uh, brought interest rate down to the lowest level uh, in uh, in decades. So you have that issue of low interest. You have retirees living longer and longer than uh, than uh, than uh, uh, previous generations. Then you have also in a situation of inflation. The cost of the things that retirees have to buy, uh, medicine. Um, and uh, 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 and uh, healthcare, the cost of those things are skyrocketing. So you 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 have uh, you have that uh, uh, those what I call those big challenges there versus uh, a situation where they're getting less and less uh, from so, their from their portfolio. So we we have to find a way to bridge that. So what is the result of that today? As far as people who are retiring, who are earning less of their money, living longer, and having their expenses going up, what is happening to retired people today because of that? Well, the the issue, as I see many of it, and if you watch it on uh, or watch TV these days, you see a lot of it. They bombard it with a lot of uh, commercials and such, and say, "Hey, we know you have this challenge." Hey, we feel that the way you, you want to solve that is to buy an annuity that will provide you with an income. 
because you, we know you don't have a pension, you know, uh, all these pensions have disappeared, but we'll give you uh, uh, an annuity that will solve that. Basically, that challenge uh, that the, or the promise that the annuity companies are giving to the, uh, to the retirees, uh, it's not being met over the long run because the annuities, they are not going to keep pace with inflation. And they are, you are also giving up a substantial amount of, uh, uh, of profit to the, to, to, to the insurance company for them to provide that annuities. And I hope uh, over the next uh, hour we will delve more into those, uh, into those areas and uh, you know, get into the details of them and how they don't work for, yes, for we retirees. Will. We, we will. All right, let's just start a little bit on that topic. Um, before people might not be completely familiar with what an annuity is, what is the promise uh, of an annuity? Uh, there are fixed annuities, there are index annuities, there are variable annuities. What, what is the promise and why do people want to buy them? Uh, and, and, and billions of annuities are being sold every year. The, I compare annuities to, to New Year resolutions. <laughs> it's very popular, and you, you know next New Year there will be more resolutions made. How often does New, <laughs> um, uh, New Year's resolutions work from your experience? Not, Not very that often. much. <laughs> but people will keep making them because it seems like a good idea. Basically, what the issue is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Retiree, give me your money, and I'll take care of you, okay? I'll make you whole and give you the income that you need. Well, how do you do that? Is there some magic investments that you're making that I can't make myself? I don't think so, but what they're banking on is that retirees are going to be like, well, I, I need to make sure I make money today, tomorrow. Well, you can if you are patient and you invest just like the annuity company will invest, which they will invest in preferred stocks. They will invest in dividend-paying stocks, and they will look at it more as a, as a multi-decade transaction, which is what your retirement is going to be also. Even if you're age 65 today or age 60 today or age 55 today and you retire, you're going to be around for a long time. Either you or your wife, you're going to be around for another 20-something years. So it is a multi-decade transaction. So you need to think like that and to invest just like the, way, the same way they will invest, but without giving up, you know, um, we use basis point, but without giving up 2 3 4% uh, uh, haircut to the annuity company. But part of what people are buying, I guess, with an annuity is the assurance that the money will be there. It can't go down in value. They don't have to worry about investing it. Let the insurance company worry about that. And even if they die, their spouse can get an income. So there are certain kind of... Um, Security blanket things, I guess you'd say, would be reasons why people are buying annuities. Is that something they should just not regard at all? Thank you. That's a fantastic question. The key thing is this. I want people to think through this correctly. There is, you have to make an assumption that insurance companies are not foolish and they're not looking to give money away. The fact is, there is no guarantee, a true guarantee, because insurance company cannot print money. As we saw during the uh, the, uh, uh, 
the crisis that we had just a few years ago in 2008. When the stock market really went down, the insurance companies, they started opening banks and say they were a bank so they can actually borrow money from the Federal Reserve. If you cannot print money, you really cannot guarantee money that you are not making. They're not really guaranteeing anything. They just think they just investing on a long-term basis, and they are counting on the fact that most people are going to panic in the short term. If you are not willing to panic in the short term for just for a month, for a quarter, or just for a, a, a bad year, then you don't need the guarantees because there is no real guarantees. They are not printing money. They're banking on the fact that most people panic on a short-term basis. And that's the reason they say, well, we will invest the money, we will make the return, and then we'll give you a little bit out of it because you are panicking on the short-term. There is no guarantee is what I really want people to focus on. Have people who bought annuities, in fact, not received what they were promised? I'm not saying that. If you invest in uh, in 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 uh, the same things that they invest is the same promise. So when you invest in a preferred stock, for example, or in a bond, there is a promise that is made to you. So let's just focus on a bond for an example. If you invest in a bond, there is a promise that is made to you. We promise to pay you five percent, six percent, seven percent, whatever that promise is. When you invest in a preferred stock. They also promise to pay you. It is the same promise. There's nothing magical about uh, about uh, the, the promise from 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 the insurance company. Yeah. Um, so there are different kinds of annuities. There are fixed annuities, variable annuities, and probably the most popular these days are these index uh, uh, equity equity index annuities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that promise uh, uh, you'll share. In the upside of the stock market, like the S and P 500, but you won't get hurt on the downside if the market goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is? And those are probably the most popular annuities out there. What is wrong with the promise of an equity index annuity? The the issue is this: I'm not attacking the insurance company. I'm actually asking people to take a step back and look at the the underlying promise. Let's let's take them as their word that they promise that your account will not go down. The fact of the matter is that it's, it's a crop. They are cropping the statements that you see because the, the portfolio of the insurance company itself is going down. When the stock market goes down and they invested in those, uh, uh, the insurance company itself actually invested in those things, the portfolio did go down. It will go up. Maybe it's two years down and three years up, but it eventually went down and it eventually went up. The same thing that is happening in that portfolio, they're just basically showing you, okay, well, the statement that we send you says your account did not go down, when in reality, the portfolio of the insurance company is going down. I hope I'm making that clear. Yes. That it, 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 so I, I want people to imagine this. Um, let's say you, you went to Paris with your... With, uh, uh, with somebody, maybe uh, uh, it was a boyfriend and girlfriend situation, they went to Paris and they took a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. Now, you're no longer with that uh, 
uh, uh, uh, boyfriend anymore. So you take a, you crop the picture out, you crop him out, and you stay there. You say, well, I see you were the only one at the Eiffel Tower. That's just no reality. Because you crop it out, because you crop the volatility out, does not mean the volatility did not actually happen. It does not mean that the portfolio of the insurance company did not go up and down. But the statement that they sent you says that it did not go up and down. But it's not true. So, so in fact, uh, but haven't they done various things to hedge against the potential loss in their portfolio? So if that does go down, they won't get hurt? Yeah, but everybody edges. The, the fact, the fact of the matter is, so even any um, uh, any individual today can buy stocks, and they can buy an option. That's an edge, but there's nothing magical about that. So the the key thing is, I'm not telling you that, uh, and, and the audience listening to me, I'm not actually telling them that uh, uh, the the annuity company will not keep a promise. The promise is too expensive. The price you pay for that promise is not worth it. Because the reason they're making you that promise is because they are banking on your short-term thinking. They're thinking long-term and you thinking short-term. If you are willing to think long-term just like them, don't take the promise. Invest just like them. So I'm not here to impugn the integrity of, of, of any insurance company. They can keep their promise. They will keep their promise as long as the stock market is good or whatever market that they invest in. I'm saying to the person that is listening, invest for the long term. Buy the same thing that they will buy. Okay, we're going to get into more details of what that is after the break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Femi Schott. Uh, he is the founder of the Asset Harvest Group based in the Virginia area. And as you can see, he's an expert on the subject of retirement uh, income planning. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. If you lead a team of any kind, you need to listen to this show. Tune in to Leading with Emotional Intelligence, hosted by Esther Orioli. Esther provides you with the tools and techniques you need to harness the power of EQ to stop setting goals and start changing behaviors in your organization. Get the latest concepts in EQ from a top-of-the-house perspective and have your questions answered on air. Leading with Emotional Intelligence is broadcast live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. This is Jordan Goodman. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Femi Schott. Uh, he is the founder of the Asset Harvest Group uh, based in Virginia. Welcome back to the show, Femi. Hi, thank you. Uh, tell people about a website and how they can contact you if they want to follow up on this interview. Uh, uh, my website is retirewisecfb.com. And from there, you can get a free download of a report that we wrote on how to create a sustainable retirement income. Okay, very good. All right, so there are some various things that you'd like to talk about in the retirement income area. One of them is a pretty new idea, which is called longevity insurance. I describe what that is and if you think it's a good idea, and if so, uh, how people can uh, find a good deal there. Uh, the longevity, uh, longevity insurance is a new concept, and I do want the people that are listening to this to do their own work and to, um, to, 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 to get more informed about it. I think the insurance companies uh, are really beginning to solve uh, the problem and really address the need that people really have, which is this is totally different from an annuity. This is not an annuity, but it's saying to a person, look, what if you outrun your money? This is not an annuity contract, but it says if you live past a certain age, you could be age 85, you could be age 80, and you run out of money, we will pick up the check from there. So uh, it's a new concept, and we're still doing our own own work on it, but I want people to be aware of it. And uh, even the Treasury uh, is endorsing this idea and asking companies to consider putting it in the 401Ks going forward. So it's something that I want to inform your audience about and for them to really begin to think about. It could really be a good way to manage your own portfolio but set some money aside to buy this longevity insurance instead of buying an annuity. What are some of the big players offering longevity insurance today? I I um I don't want to endorse any company or promote any company. We know we are hundred percent fee based. We don't sell any. We're not we're not um, an agent for any. Uh, but I think uh, people can just uh, uh, do a Google and uh, a research on it. But I I don't want to mention any names because I'm really not. Uh, at the point where I can say to you, I'm ready to, I'm confident in one, any one particular uh, uh, company. But I'm not sure how it works. Do you put up a certain amount of money when you're younger, like in your 50s and 60s, and then when you reach 80 or 85 or whatever age, you start drawing a regular income? I'm still not quite sure how it works. Yes. It's almost like a tail-end annuity, if you if you will. So think of an annuity right now. I, I put the money into, you know, I, you know, I have a million dollars. I give it to the... Uh, to an, a, a, an, uh, an annuity company right now, and they're paying you $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month, whatever the number is. In the longevity insurance, it's a pure risk insurance. It says if um, you live longer than the date that we agree to, we will pay. If you don't, uh, you don't get it. Just, just think all, almost like even like term insurance like you buy right now. If you buy term insurance for the next 10 years, for example, right, if you die within the next 10 years, the insurance company you will pay. If at the end of 10 years you don't die, they don't pay. You, you, as you could see, yeah. it's a pure 
insurance play. It's pure. So you're risk. saying it's a cheaper way to go, and uh, it's protecting you against living too long, basically, is what That's people's correct. risk is. And it's clean and it's clear. It's not an investment scheme or this or that. Okay, good. Right. Uh, all right. Now, another area you like to speak about is what you call structural debt um, and all the different debts that are out there today uh, and how that should affect people's retirement portfolio. Maybe explain that a little bit further. Yes. Uh, for the for the people listening to, 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 to us, I, I want people to really get it. The reason when I, when I came to the conclusion that annuities is not working, not because the insurance companies are bad guys, the fundamentals are not good. Okay? We have so much debt in this country, housing, credit cards, student loans, uh, state and municipals with all their state, you know, uh, pension liabilities, and of course, the mother load of all debt, the federal government debt. Because of so much debt, the Federal Reserve really has to keep interest rates low. Although you see higher inflation, you see higher grass prices, you should say, well, interest rates should go up. But the Fed are going to keep rates low because there's too much debt. Because that is the case, a lot of the the returns that you are going to get in an annuity is working off the base of the of interest rates annuity companies cannot give on the fixed in you know fixed uh, fixed annuities or the indexed annuities which in some of them are uh, 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 fixed income in there they really do not have the capacity to be paying higher uh, Income because the interest income that insurance companies are getting are lower. They're just structurally low. So people really need to be thinking of how do I generate income? You can't in today's market and for the next decade, I don't think you can get real retirement income by buying fixed uh, securities. You really need to be thinking of preferred stocks. You need to be thinking of dividend-paying stocks versus trying to uh, buy annuities, uh, uh, especially fixed annuities, you know, that are tied to somebody's giving you a fixed, um, uh, 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 a fixed, uh, uh, income on a, on a, on a monthly basis or quarterly basis or annually basis. It's not going to work. You have to be in the equities market in a conservative manner, but you have to be in equities and you have to think long term, not quarter to quarter. Now, some people would say that the Fed Reserve is keeping short-term rates low that they control, like the Fed funds rate. They're keeping that pretty much at zero. But they don't control long-term rates. In fact, recently, long-term rates on treasuries have moved up a little bit. And some people say with the deficits we have and all the debt, that long-term rates are going to go up. And so while the Fed's keeping short rates low, that that's not going to last on on long-term rates. If that were to happen and long-term rates started rising significantly, uh, would that change your view on what people should do with their money as far as retirement income? Thank you. It's a fantastic question. See, to the people listening to this, this is I'm a practitioner. I'm not interested in theoretical arguments. These are the facts. Rates are low. Long-term rates are low. Oh, the Fed doesn't control it? Well, you may think they don't control it, but this is what we're seeing. They are controlling it. So if, if, if rates right now is at 3%, and even if it moves to 4 what is that? That is nothing. 
is still, you know, what I call, it's not just on a short-term basis, but we have a word for it. It's just kind of escaping me right now when we talk about the long-term trend. They have to keep rates low, and the Fed is buying all the debt that the United States government, uh, you can see how big the balance sheet is right here, uh, for the United States government is. The Fed is buying, China is buying, they're all going to keep the rates low. The fact of the matter is they are in control of it. It's not, when you look at who's buying the, uh, uh, the, uh, the auctions on a regular basis, it's not regular investors. It's the Federal Reserve is taking a big chunk, and China is taking a big chunk. And the interest of those people and all the other foreign um, entities, their interest and the interest of retirees are two separate things. And they are the big money players. So There have been a lot of complaints. I mean, Bernanke goes up to Congress, yes. and uh, people complain, you're really punishing savers yes. by keeping rates as low as that. What is his response to that? He just doesn't care about what's happening with savers? Ah, thank you. They say that for consumption, for TV consumption, but it's in the interest of both the Democrats and the Republicans for the Fed to keep, to keep rates low. So they do it for TV shows, but the fact of the matter is they do need, they do need to keep it low. Now, when we talk about the, the Federal Reserve keeping rates low, it's not because they ate. Uh, the Federal Reserve says, well, I don't like retirees. Well, they have other issues. They have a bigger uh, uh, issue of we need to get the economy going. We need to get housing going. We need to get employment going. So it's one of those issues. It's like, what do you do? Somebody's got to be sacrificed. So it's not like they don't like retirees, but it's like a ritual. This is, you know, somebody's got to go. Who's going to go? The retirees is the one that has to go because they have all the issues to fight. We've got to keep, if the Federal Reserve keeps, uh, allows rates to go up or they go up more, that should actually reflect where, where rates should be. Okay? If they actually allow that, Think of what's going to happen to the federal budget. So you have to think of how many fights do you have. You can, you know, it's like what, what's got to give the people that they're going to sacrifice and the people that they are sacrificing are the retirees because the deficit is too much. We don't have the money to pay. What if, if in your view, if interest rates were not being set by the Federal Reserve, what level of interest rates would be kind of normalized uh, today if it wasn't kind of being artificially pushed down? I'm going to give the Henry Ford answer. I don't know what the number is, but I know it should be higher than what it is today. So <laughs> for the people listening to me, it's, it's useless for me to say it should be 6, it should be 7, it should be 8. I don't know, but I know it shouldn't be 3. Based on the deficits we have is what you're saying. It should be a lot higher than what it is, but I don't know what the number should be. So he asked Henry Ford that question one day when he was saying he was an illiterate. They said, how many uh, soldiers uh, uh, from uh, the bridge sent over to America and uh, how many left? He goes, well, I don't know, but the number was lower than that went back. <laughs> and that was his answer. <laughs> I, I know it should be higher. 
I don't know what that number should be, and I'm you know I should be I think it should be five, should be six. It's not as profitable to to the person listening to me because what I want to focus on is what can I do. Well, I'm not going to fight the Federal Reserve as to what interest rate should be. What do they think? Uh, are they going to make any change because of what I say or because of any what any talking head on TV or radio says? No. But what you can do is invest in the things that you can control. You can go out today and find excellent companies from uh, oil companies, master living at partnerships paying 7%. Uh, you can find uh, great uh, uh, American companies, um, uh, utility companies paying you 5 6%. You can find uh, uh, Verizon or AT&T. You can go step out, step outside of the United States. You can go to, uh, uh, to, to, to Europe and find utilities companies, fantastic companies that are paying great dividends right now. You can okay. control that. We're, we're going we're to go into more detail about that after the next break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Femi Schott. Uh He's the founder of the Asset Harvest Group. He's an expert on retirement income. And we'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Femi Schott. Uh, he is the founder of the Asset Harvest Group. Uh, he is a certified financial planner and an expert in retirement income. Welcome back to the show, Femi. Hey, thank you. We talked uh, about what's wrong with annuities, but now I'm going to spend some time on the alternatives to annuities where people can earn some pretty decent yields. Uh, so let's go one at a time. Let's. You, you mentioned uh, Master Limited Partnerships, MLPs. Why don't you describe what an MLP is, what the advantages and disadvantages of it are, 
and maybe give us uh, one or two uh, ones that you like particularly. Okay. When I think of retirement income, I uh, uh, and I look to build a portfolio for uh, uh, a client, I think of the core of it should really come from preferred stocks. And when you people think of preferred stocks, it's not as you know widely traded, uh, but it's it's available. So any of the large companies that you can think of, the insurance companies, uh, the banks, utility companies, uh, all these uh, uh, companies have preferreds. Okay, then beyond that, then you start thinking of stocks that are paying dividends. So when I think of stocks that are paying dividends. When you hear of REITs, uh, uh, Real Estate Investment Trust, or MLPs, Master Limited Trust, uh, uh, Limited Partnerships, they all the same things. They they all stocks, but they call them different things. So I I try to give people an example. Let's say you play golf and I say, what iron did you hit? An iron or what wedge do you think? It's just what it's called. And uh, an ML, um, MLP is just a stock organized as a pass through. A REIT. It's just a stock company organized as a pass-through. But the benefits of them is that they pay higher dividends. And so people ought to be thinking about those kinds of opportunities versus trying to, you know, worry about if the Fed is going to raise, you know, raise rates or decrease rates. We can't fight that. we got to fo- focus on the things that we can control. And those are places where we get income today. So let's talk about MLPs particularly. Which are some of the MLPs that you would like, and, and what is the advantage of an MLP over REITs or preferred or some of the other things you're mentioning? The, the, I'm not thinking of, of them in terms of one has an advantage over the other. They all, what I call, all of the above approach. The, the key thing is you will find a lot of the oil and natural gas companies organized uh, as MLPs. Okay, it's just so they can pass through uh, uh, the the cash flow directly to the to the to the um, to to the investors without having to pay tax at the corporate level. So that that's basically what's going on, um, and that the way the taxes are, uh, are structured, you know, is as distributions. Okay, so you will have that, uh, but some of the companies. Uh, um, uh, EPL, uh, uh, e- e- I think, is a very good company. There's other EVP, um, and the names goes on. But any any name that I give you, you know, or that I'm sharing here, people ought to do their own homework to 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 think it through. There's plenty of good uh, uh, MLPs out there. Even if you don't want to buy a direct uh, 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 company, you can look at uh, ETFs that uh, uh, ETFs I. Ex- Exchange traded funds that also will have uh, 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 a bunch of MLPs in their portfolio, so you don't have to necessarily think of only one. Uh, what would be uh, an example of an MLP exchange traded fund that you would like? Um, I, I'm, I'm recommending that for people, but for me, I buy portfolio of individual ones. I haven't, um, uh, I, I, I don't normally use ETS. I'm just saying for the consumers out there that they can't do that. Okay. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about preferred. You said that's the, the core of a portfolio. Um, what are some preferreds that you would like, and what kind of dividend yield 
could you expect that are good quality preferred these days? Uh, when I mention names, these are all the names that most people know. Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, MetLife, uh, what other annuities companies are there, even Hartford Life, uh, the utilities companies, they all have preferred stocks. Almost any, I don't want to say all, but almost any large Fortune 500 companies has uh, preferred stocks. Okay? And what, uh, what kind of yields are they paying these days? Well, they're paying from 6.5 to, uh, to, to 7 to 7.5, and you may be able to pick up some at even at 8. Okay? So, like, like right now, Atford is selling at a little bit of a discount, so um, um, you, you, you can pick that up or around 8 right, right now. So it's a fantastic, these are, you have to think of it as a portfolio. So if you build a portfolio of 5, 10, 20 different preferreds, you ought to be able to have a, a, a return cash on cash, 7 to 7.5%. And all these preferreds has a promise to pay. And when they don't pay, they some accumulative, meaning if we didn't pay this quarter, we'll pick it up at another time. So it's the same promise that you're going to get in an annuity. Yeah. Now, if interest rates were to rise, they kind of act like bonds to some extent, so they could fall in value because it's not something that has a rising dividend stream. It's pretty much fixed, right? That's correct. So I, I love that because it's just you just show people that um, – when you look at that portfolio, if you are a retiree and you're investing for income, as long as you're meeting your, your income needs, you'll be fine. But what happens with a lot of preferreds is most of the time they have a five-year window. What you will see is that sometimes the preferred will be called away. Then you will have opportunity to, to buy new preferreds, either at lower or higher interest rates. Uh, or higher um, uh, stated uh, return. I, I shouldn't call it interest, but higher uh, stated return or dividend that they're going to pay you. So and uh, so that opportunity is still there, and that is still the same thing that an annuity company is going to do also. You're investing in the same place the annuity company is doing without exactly. the middleman. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, another area you say is bonds. I mean, long-term treasuries today are 2 and 3%. What kind of bonds would you recommend? people uh, needing retirement income should go into today? I can just tell you, probably over the last 18 months, we have not bought um, one single bond. Okay? We've kept the ones we have uh, for clients that were there early. We've, we've kept it. Uh, as a matter of fact, earlier this year, we sold some bonds because we, were, we, we, we had bonds that we, we could sell for 121 we had some bonds we could we sold at 114. So we sold some bonds. I'm not buying bonds right now domestically, but there's some opportunities abroad. Germany. Look at some of the large corporations. I'm going to mention a couple of names. Siemens. I'm going to think of the largest uh, 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 um, utility company in Germany. It, uh, it's... I, I, I can't pronounce the German name, but anybody can look this up. The symbol is E-O-N-G-Y. It's E dot O-N, whatever. I can't pronounce it, I mean, the German thing. But um, yeah. look at those companies, okay? There's French companies. 
that uh, the bonds are higher. There's uh, uh, British companies. Think of some of the banks from uh, from from England that have higher paying uh, uh, bonds today. So we're not be buying domestically, but there's some opportunities overseas uh, that you can that you can uh, that you can do. Stay away from uh, from uh, Spain. Uh, Portugal, Greece, or whatever, you know, you, you can make a lot of money there, but you can also get killed. So we're not that smart. We're not going that aggressive trying to make a killing there. But there's some really good German, uh, German companies, uh, 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 French companies, and British companies today that you can pick up yields 8, uh, uh, 8% on when you translate it over here. And how about exchange traded funds? Uh, you like some that are related to emerging markets and commodities. What would be some examples there again for retirement income? The the, the commodities um, is just the same way I think of them as gold. We we have exposures there uh, between ten uh, on the low side to some clients about. Um, um, I think the highest we have right now is about eighteen percent allocation to emerging uh, market. Uh, but when I say emerging market, I really mean commodities. Because when you, th- when you think of, when, although they still call, uh, China an emerging market, in my mind is not. But pure emerging market, when you look at the investment allocations for a lot of the ETFs, they're still buying, it's all driven by, uh, by, um, uh, commodities firms. So what we think of in our, in our case is that we would just buy the ETFs, either gold, uh, silver, any natural, uh, um, uh, 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 you know, or, uh, iron ore. These are things that we will buy. We will buy ETFs of those just to have an exposure. But we're not looking for it as a, as a way to save us from uh, from catastrophe. But we just want to be. We want to be. We have want to have some exposure to that more for capital gains purposes, not for income. So, what would be some specific examples of ETFs, commodity ETFs that you would like uh, for that? Oh. Uh, IAU, uh, GLD, uh, IAU is gold, uh, from, uh, 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 from, uh, iShares, silver, SLF, okay? And you, you're looking to buy that not for short-term trade, but to have exposure to those, uh, to those, uh, 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 market spaces or sectors. So we've had, uh, silver, for example, since at $18. At some point, it went to 50. I think right now it's around 30-something. We haven't sold it. We're not selling it. We're not trading it. We're not using it as a trading mechanism, okay? We just basically, we want to make sure that as part of a diversified portfolio that we have some exposure there, and that's basically the way we're doing it. So you're concerned potentially about inflation in the future, and the uh, gold and silver that you just talked about would uh, benefit from higher inflation, and therefore you need to be hedged against it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I'm not looking for it to be where I'm going to, what I'm going to use to, to, for my retirement income. To get retirement income, which is the, the, the thesis, you have to invest in the things that are actually going to give you real spendable cash. So the things that are going to give you real spendable cash were the things that we discussed earlier. We talk about preferreds. We talk about MLPs. We, t- uh, we talked about um, uh, 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 REITs. They will give you real money. Gold does not give you real money. You may feel good, but they don't pay you. It's okay, a very good. profit or a preferred loss. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour 
is Femi Schott. Uh, he is a, a certified financial planner, uh, the founder of the Asset Harvest Group, and clearly an expert on the whole subject of retirement income. We'll be back after this. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. If you're looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Femi Schott. Uh, he's a financial planner, uh, the founder of the Asset Harvest Group based in McLean, Virginia, and an expert on retirement income. Welcome back to the show, Femi. Uh, thank you for having me. You are talking about uh, the X factor uh, in your retirement portfolio, and you also have a belief that there are going to be some new, very profitable things to invest in what you call the next American frontier. What, what are some of those opportunities you're talking about, and how should people anticipating retirement take advantage of them? So to, to, to the audience, as they listen to us, and as we yeah, as I, I um, show people there's an alternative, they need to first make a fundamental decision. Do you first believe that the better days of America. I'm not talking politics, Democrat or Republican. I don't really, I'm not talking about that. But is America going to solve its problem? That's what I mean by the X factor. Because this country is continually renewing itself with new ideas, 
with new industries, with, uh, with new opportunities for all. If you fundamentally don't believe that, then you ought to buy an annuity and forget about it and just look for somebody to save you. Okay? But if you believe that we will solve our problems, then we have a reason to invest in what I call the next American frontier, the next step. So even in my company, the, mo- the model for our company is uh, we are wealth managers for what's next because we always believe there's a next step, there's a forward momentum. Uh, we may take two steps forward and one step back and such, but we will always be, be better today than yesterday and in the future better than, uh, uh, than the past. So what do you think some of the things that are going to save America that are next that are worth investing in now? Right now, right now, I think the, the really the super momentum for the, for the next decade, I'm not talking about the next day, I'm not talking about the next month, I'm talking about the next year, is right here, is natural gas and energy in this country right now. And there's fantastic opportunities to really participate in that, especially for retirees, because it's things that we can all understand. This is not some um, technology thing that is way outside of our realm of uh, uh, that we can evaluate on our, by, by ourselves. But when you think of, just think of, let me just take natural gas for, as an example. Think of the opportunities, the companies that are doing the extraction, there's opportunities there. We, we can talk about the gas, uh, the price of, uh, of natural gas today, but I want you to think in terms of decades, not in terms of days. The, the companies, the companies that are doing the storage, the companies that are doing the transportation, there's fantastic opportunities there. Next, even in the, in the, the use of natural gas, think of fertilizer companies. Think of chemical companies that are using uh, natural gas as their as their raw uh, materials. So, what would be some specific examples of natural gas-oriented companies that you would like doing exploration and transportation, all the things you were just mentioning? So, many of these companies you're going to find them in the uh, in the uh, 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 as uh, masters uh, limited partnerships. But if I give you an example of the largest, if not either the, the largest or the second largest uh, natural gas company in America, you may be surprised when I tell you, uh, ExxonMobil. See, mm-hmm. ExxonMobil a couple of years ago bought, did you know, one of the largest transactions in the country by just buying out a natural gas uh, 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 company. I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the company now. XTO. But, it was XTO. Right. So... So you may, you may think it's something necessary, but it's right there. So if you get it, ExxonMobil is right there. Chesapeake Energy, it's right there. The prices are low right now. But you can turn around and flip it and think of the fertilizers company. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm, I, I think, in, you know, most of the times I think in terms of symbols. One is UAR. One is REN uh, of, the, uh, of the users of, uh, of uh, fertilizers. Okay, so now think of chemical companies. Think of DuPont. Okay, 
think of I was thinking chemicals companies. I was to point. Think of uh, fertilizers. Think of even of large companies like uh, um, uh, Monsanto. They use the 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 uh, the, the fertil- um, natural gas is the feed for fertilizers. Now think of new opportunities. As the as the low, as the lower price of uh, natural gas is here now compared to diesel, think of the companies that are going to do the conversion of of diesel engines to natural gas engines. So I'm thinking of Westport. I'm thinking of Cummins Engine. Uh, of, of you know, those are large large corporations that are participating in that right now, and these people are paying dividends. So it's a conversion of the whole natural gas plan. Okay, we have about a minute or so to go. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Why don't you just kind of sum up briefly what a difference it will make in people's retirement to do things right versus doing things wrong, which as far as you're concerned is, is uh, getting a low-interest annuity. I think the, the greatest uh, 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 opportunity for people is really to think long-term, just like the annuities company, and to either do it for themselves or find an advisor that really understands the process of generating income, cash on cash, from a portfolio to help you have a sustainable retirement income. And when you go to retirewisecfp.com, or retirewisecfp.net, you can download the special report that we wrote just for the consumers. It's for your benefit, for you to download it for yourself, to inform yourself as to how you go about doing this. The opportunity is indeed there. You don't have to pay the expensive haircut of an annuity. If you just invest just like an annuity company yourself and don't panic over a short-term uh, uh, correction. Very good. Well, terrific. We've covered a lot on the whole area of retirement income, and we've talked about MLPs and preferreds and bonds and ETF, lots of ways to get earned higher yields at much lower fees than with uh, annuities. So thanks very much. My guest this hour has been uh, Femi Schott. Uh His company is called the uh, Asset Harvest Group. Uh, he's based in McLean, Virginia. And again, the website to find out more about him is retirewisecfp.com or RetireWiseCFP.net. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Money Answer Show, Femi. I thank you for having me. And we'll be back with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. For joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.